First thing first. On 959 Breakfast. Hashtag 959 Breakfast. So, you know, there's ways to speak. Sometimes you can speak normatively, which is when you speak about how the world ought to be. Or you can speak positively, which is when you speak about how the world is. Right? <laughs> and yesterday, Mr. Mamukolo Kupai had this to say. Mamuluku. Oh, sorry. Mamuluku, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what happened there. Mamuluku <laughs> Kubai. That's my bad. <laughs> See, now I'm speaking normatively. Yes. <laughs> when the Constitution says to us we must ensure that there's shelter, the right, people have a right to shelter, it's not because it says it must be done by government. We must create a conducive environment for also people to be able to access shelter in the private space. So... This was during an interview on Newsroom Africa last night. Mm. And I start off by saying she's not wrong, right? Because knowing the Constitution doesn't say people must be provided housing Mm -hmm. by the government. True, Mm. true. She then goes on to say, as a government, they must obviously then create a conducive environment for people to be able to access housing. So in an ideal world, you actually want a country where people are able to afford housing by themselves. Yes without assisting from the government. In fact, you don't even want people to be on any kind of um, uh, government grants, to be quite honest, right? Because the economy should be at a point where it's self-sustaining. Everybody can sustain and live their own lives, get a job, get educated, get healthcare, et cetera, and so on. The problem is we are not there as a country. And the reason we are not there is because of governance. So... The fact that people need housing provided to them is actually because of bad governance. And yes, I'll be honest, also some remnants of the past because you can't overlook apartheid. And I know whenever I say that, people are going to be like, ah, how long are we going to blame apartheid for? We shall blame it forever. (laughs) (laughs) As I say this, Mpundo is busy reading the The constitution. I am that journalist. My constitution stays in my handbag. It is here. So when you guys wanted us to interpret it because of what she stated, I took it out. We are on chapter two of the Bill of Rights. Yes. And this is section 26 that Mm -hmm. speaks on housing. It says, I quote, The state must take reasonable legislative and other measures within its available resources to achieve the progressive realization of this right of housing. So it does explicitly state that the state, government. So yes, this is a word legislative. Salad. So also, again, so if you go back to how our constitution was formed and why it was formed, Right. Uh, we obviously came from a country which is very, very divided Mm -hmm. and people were dispossessed of all sorts of assets, including housing. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's why we've got a a restorative justice system because everything in our country actually is about restoring people's rights and dignity. Mm -hmm. So that Bill of Rights speaks directly to that. You have a right to housing, you have a right to dignity, you have a right to all of those things. And with the failure of the private sector or your own ability to provide such for yourself, then the state must step in and aid you in getting that. But it also does say within reasonable measure and resources. Fair enough. That's why there are two conversations here. Mm. Because the other conversation is that there's a certain LSM that is willing to build for themselves. Mm. That if you're not indigent, 
you don't fall in that category. You're saying, give us land, we'll build. We've mm. seen in many places where people have defied, they've gone to occupy land, they built very beautiful houses. Mm. So meaning there are means, government just needs to just do a proper land audit and give people land because some can build for themselves. Mm. And that would save them the trouble. Mm -hmm. But right now they're queuing for RDPs because they're not showing them the land to build a little two-room for themselves. Where I've got a problem with the minister's utterances, right? is that at this point, it seems like scapegoating. Mm. So, if Mpo was to come to me and say, Caesar, I need help, for example, and I commit to helping Mpo, and I say at the end of the month, mm. then she comes back to me at the end of the month, and I go, hey, Mpo, but I feel like King I am, Leo. <laughs> your you see now, because problems. now I've set your expectations yeah. up, yeah. and now, yeah. when it suits me, I suddenly turn back and I go, hey, actually, this was never my problem to begin with. And you see, when you say that, it goes back to the 1994 elections, which is what a lot of people are still holding on to. You promised us housing. You promised us free education. You the promised wording us was free, free housing free. for all. Yeah. Free, 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 free. Now you're turning around 30 years later and you're saying, actually, we are not obligated to offer you this uh, housing. And that becomes problematic because in a year where you are trying so hard to get the young people to go to the polls and vote and so on and so forth, you backtracking on some of those promises that they heard their parents talking about growing up in the household, you're actually shooting yourself in the foot. Mm. Now, Saul, you once mentioned something. In fact, even this week you mentioned it uh, when you were speaking about the EFF manifesto launch. Yeah. Uh, some of these things are easier said than done. And uh, so when you look at it and go, okay, but from an affordability perspective, can we afford to keep providing free housing? We can't afford uh, to do it. But like she said... If they're not providing the housing, they need to make sure that the environment is conducive. And I feel like the reporter should have then interjected and said, well, have you guys achieved that? Because Tulas Ngosi comes out, announces the minimum wage. It's 27 rand 58 cents. Who can afford a house on less than 4,000 rands, you tell me? Mm. So they haven't. Economically, how many people are working? And even mm. those working, if you work at a shop right and you're earning 3,000 rands, 4,000 rands, you can't afford the housing. So the more people can't afford the housing, the more the owners falls on the government to provide that housing. It gets even more complicated than that, right? Mpundo was speaking about, well, you can just make land available. So, if for example, the land that's made available is so far from urban areas and peri-urban areas Ooh. where people travel for work, then it doesn't matter how much the minimum wage is because all that money will literally get siphoned away by just transportation costs. But so, 4,000 bucks is actually not a... It's, it's, it's not a small amount of money. You can live on that if all you're doing is just buying food and, and you the walk to work. Yeah. Yes. But now, if you're paying two grand for transports, done. But municipalities plan, Caesar. Remember when they're going to allocate land now? That's why they always say, do not invade spaces because we need to plan. There must be roads there, amenities. Mm. So if they do that, so it's not just giving us land, mm. but it's for them to properly plan. The municipality comes in. They'll make sure there's reticulation systems. We've got our sanitation and there are amenities there, even a little clinic, a hospital, everything that is needed. That is in such an ideal world, though. That's why Paul's right. That's only an ideal world. Because, you see, the places where people tend to work are well-developed areas, city areas, places like the suburbs, for example. Tell me, how would you feel now as somebody who lives in the suburbs if I told you we're going to build informal housing mm -hmm. or mixed income housing right next to your house? Well, they always oppose it. 
Exactly. They, they do. I would too. I'm from Bilabo. <laughs> no, I got my 20 million rand house. Uzoka kum kugula. Even in Elokshini, people, even in Elokshini, people complain when RDPs pop up next to their houses. Yeah. But it must be done. We need to have that living space. We've seen it now where you'd have upmarket houses and inside that estate, there's the more, more affordable ones, etc. But this is the only way to beat urbanization, guys. Mm. If they start ensuring that in those small communities that they start creating, people can work and sustain themselves there, then we don't have everybody flocking to Santon. Mm. <laughs> Let us know what your thoughts are. Give us a shout. 86 it's a lot more complex than people realize. We're having a discussion right now about the utterances of Minister of Human Settlements, Mamaloko Kubai Ngubani, last night, who said that, well, actually, it's not the government, and I'm paraphrasing, but she's like, it's not the government's uh, job to provide housing for citizens. What do you think of that statement? Do you agree with it? Hey, Linda, we housing in Zimamfritu. How are you know, ANC is a provider free housing for South Africa. But now the the issue is that I'm not going to go to the government. I'm going to go to and no man is in the age. But the government is occupying the government. But at the same time, so yes, you're 100% correct. On both points, right? I'll start with the second point first. When the ANC came into power, they realized that basically... The state coffers had been drained by the former apartheid government. When the guys realized they were outgoing, they took all the money, stole it, and some left the country. So the ANC comes into power literally to a broke state. They've got to start from scratch. Borrow money, including IMF money, and rebuild. By 2001, we had a budget surplus. Because that's how well Tawambegi had done. And also, I guess, Justin J. Globally, the economies were doing well, right? So that's your second point addressed. Your first point about immigration, that is a problem. And not necessarily a South African problem, but wherever you are in the continent and you happen to be the best performing country there, then immigrants flock towards you. Yeah. Because they look at better opportunities that are available. Like, you know what? If I can just make it into South Africa. It also doesn't help us that our constitution... Those rights that Ufunda was mentioning earlier on, those are human rights, mm. not necessarily citizens' Citizen rights. rights. Mm. So just by you, by virtue of you being a human, they apply to you as well. Is this why the immigration guy in America is being impeached? Because they're saying that he's allowing immigrants to just flow freely yes. into the U.S. Mm. Okay. Two days ago, okay. the Republicans... Which guy is this? I uh, forget his name. He's the head of in Biden's administration. He's yeah. heading the immigration. Head, head of home security. Yes. Homeland. Yes, yeah. yes. So they yeah. say he's failed dismally. Okay. Well, let us know what your thoughts are. I want now to it's not just South African problems. <laughs> no, it's Zik- not. <laughs> all over. Yeah. And in fact, as far back as I can remember, even in movies, Mexicans were always trying to cross the border into America. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Always. Yeah. Since I was a kid. Because, yeah, it's the land of milk and honey. Is it the duty of government to provide housing for citizens?
I mean, why does the ANC keep on changing goalposts up? I mean, they are the ones who promise free housing to the people, and it's part of their NDP as well to say they're going to provide free housing for the masses that can afford. And I find with South Africa, it's very convenient for the ministers to say such statements. And also, I feel like we need to go back to a time where property rights are respected. If I'm going to be buying a house in Danefin and all, all of a sudden there's Unkukula, but what does it do? It develops the property prospect of that place and Nabantonia was an investor because property rights are not respected. Well, I mean, it's not so much that it infringes on your property rights, but it definitely does devalue the value of your house. But your property rights are still very well protected there because that still remains your property uh, in every shape and form. I mean, I'm worried. This is well. I'll by administration now. Ababura Maposa, president. In Uramaposa, Obapete, Nain, Nain, the Ashin Jangambel, Omanja City, Axi government, Gukalangai, Noba, Omandela, Bawakua, Nama RTP, Yin Manja Somele, Gugubuya, Constitution is all. Is all funda rabusha. Aye, Niakumbula Ninin in the scissor, Berakuluma eti axum seven the government, Uti, Ikanya suitcase. Sassy happy like that, and a man's look in the four and races. I have a poor Murama possible for it to Naboku buy back it up. I coop, I coop. No, on a serious note, the government has been backtracking quite a lot as of late. What are your thoughts? You can let us know. We love hearing your voice notes, no matter how funny or sad they may be. Do you believe it's a responsibility of government to provide citizens with housing? At times, there's a place in the Val called Ironside. You know, people bought land, people built themselves houses, and this government still failed to provide them with proper roads and lighting for their area and there is areas where every time the government has to come through uh for the people they you know what they do everything possible to fail you know they they came up with a dossier for student housing at some point and when played was asked about student housing he went wishy-washy about him having to provide policy on higher education and nothing else but so they've done this with actual human placement in terms of life and living and now they've done it with a student living these people are really not serious they do not care about us Mm. in all honesty government's duty is to create an enabling environment so that business can go ahead things like your labor laws etc etc so the only time that government needs to come in is when people flout those regulations in all honesty Mm-hmm. I just think right now what's really, really happening, people have come to realize that the policies they put in place are just very, very unsustainable. And if we already on a fiscal dead cliff, so we are definitely going to the doing if we are not careful. So some of these things have to be adjusted just to give a balanced view of my, you know, analysis of all these things. No, I agree with you. Some of these things are unsustainable. And in fact, come on, come on, come speeches of Puma next week. Who's also food small promises as a Puma? I'm bad. Do you have this again, Because we're gonna vote. We're, we're voting in a few months' time. That's why there's gonna be promises. Yawana ENC ni administration garama post gangani gangani bayavela gangani gangani bayavela first what lo ya baba it's not government's job 
ukreta imisebenzi manje sebata kusumtezika governmenti ugupa avantu izindu so vele vele bayasponisa kuti they don't have the people's interest at heart bakta dile batinzwa lile so abapume let's vote these people out bafetu si dile nezini zindezinja we can't be saying the same thing with ANC I remind you of the last elections umongameli yena msalof went to Alex promised a million houses Million. <laughs> Haven't even done 10,000. Million. Ow. You know, when it comes to housing, everything that's wrong, let's just pin it on the ANC. You know, RTP, for me, in all honesty, it's a joke, you know. And it's not the government's problem you know to provide people with housing or houses or whatever the case might be ERTP is a joke really I mean there's no hectares there's no space you know yes I want banning it but the quality of ERTP few years ago I'm RTP it's cheap 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 material cheap labor I understand so much they trying to shy away and say it's not our problem Tina we are doing what we can do you know for the people but the truth of the matter is they really are not doing anything you know RTP South Africans if you go to all the RDPs 90% is foreigners why can't they have a camp for our foreigners like they did with them when they were in Zimbabwe Zambia and whatever place they were Breakfast, Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on Kaya 959.